Ah, happy hump day, everybody. Welcome back into another edition of Prime Sports World. And today we are bringing you guys some more draft coverage as we're going to be talking about the top offensive prospects in the 2023 draft class. Uh, I'm, of course, your host, David. I'm Point Humping right there. It's my co-host, Mr. TJ Hopkins. Uh, the Israel Rivera should be joining us here shortly. Um, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Um, also, I showed the link to our streaming platform, so if you do happen to miss us live, you can check us out over there. Uh, we have all of the streaming platforms over there. Um, TJ, happy Wednesday, man. Happy hump day. Uh, my voice is feeling a little bit better, if you couldn't tell. I can hear it. Yeah, it's, I feel a little bit better than I did yesterday, uh, which is a blessing because I felt pretty terrible yesterday. Uh, I did go. I went to the gym, finally back to the gym again today. Uh, played bad, pretty well, but pretty some pretty solid basketball today. I don't know why. Not gonna lie. That's good. Yeah, I'm happy about it. Uh, let's talk about the offensive draft prospects. Uh, what do you what do you what do you think is the strength of the offensive side of the football when it comes to this particular draft class? Um, it would have to be playmakers. Like this is a, and it's not just one class. It's a, I mean, one specific skill group. It's a decent amount of receivers, running backs. Oh, uh, tight ends in this in this draft class. I mean, this is a scenario that three tight ends could go in the first round. Welcome to the show, Izzy, Izzy Rivera, uh, CEO of Prime Sports World. Uh, I just asked, Izzy, I asked each TJ, what do you think is the the strength offensively of this draft class? He's driving. I don't, think, I don't think he's quite there yet. Uh, let's just jump right into it. Let's talk about the most important position in the NFL. Let's talk about the quarterbacks. Uh, there's the top 10 prospects uh, on your screen right there. Uh, just wanted, any of these names kind of jump out at you? And uh, any of you guys that think they're overrated or underrated, uh, in your opinion? Izzy's teaching. Go ahead. I don't think Jake, uh, Jake Hayner, I don't think he's high enough. I think he should be higher. He just uh, don't get it. I did get this rating, uh, so I went off Pro Football Focus, but I kind of tweaked it a little bit uh, based on where I saw my own kind of personal opinion on where I saw some of these players. But the majority of that top ten quarterback prospects that every prospect we're going to talk about comes from PFF Pro Football Focus. So, yeah. credit, Jay Cannon should definitely be a little. Jay Cannon only is only he slipped in those rankings. Higher. He should definitely be higher. He had injuries last year. Didn't play to like probably not even like the last quarter of the season. He was dealing with a lower uh, extremity injury. But before that, I mean, this is a guy that, I mean, I, I literally single-handedly saw him. He's he's tough as nails. I seen him get rocked in a drive. It was kind of Byron Leftwich, Byron Leftwich-esque against UCLA in his junior season. And he literally took Fresno State down and scored a touchdown with, like, seconds left on the clock. And he was literally – like battered and bruised. So this guy is he's as tough as nails as they come, but the, the lower extremity injury um you know kind of played a factor in his ranking probably in his low. Yeah, that, that that does make sense. Like we can argue that the only reason like a guy like Anthony Richardson outside of the physical specimen that he is, only reason he's this high is because one he showed out at the uh the combine 100%. and he went to Florida. Same thing with Will Levis. He went to Kentucky. All right, that's SEC territory. I think if had he not tore his ACL, I definitely think we'd be think, talking about Hendon Hooker as the third, uh, the third overall quarterback in this draft class. Mm-hmm. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, I think even Will Levis, 
even Will Levis, I mean, he had some he had some pretty solid weapons around him at Kentucky, and he still kind of made mistakes. Just because he has a rocket for an arm, and he could, he can fit it in in between all types of windows. But Anthony Richardson, when you when you put a highlight tape together, Anthony Richardson of his twenty five best plays, his twenty five best plays blow any of these quarterbacks twenty five best plays out the water, and it's crazy that I that I'm saying that, and I hate to say that, but it's true. Um, I think that one of the things about Will Levis that kind of makes me worried about him as a draft prospect, he didn't, like, get better, right? Like, he didn't get any better. Like, he was kind of the well, same guy. He made the same mistakes. I, I, I Obviously, I understand that the offensive line and the weapons there at Kentucky weren't exactly, you know, primo. But he he, never, he just didn't make – he didn't improve. Like, when we talk about Hendon Hooker, like, that guy improved from year to year. I think he was a – they're the same age. They're both going to be 24 by the time the NFL season starts next year. But Hendon Hooker took a noticeable step forward. Uh, I think he went to Tennessee as a grad transfer. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, he transferred from uh, Virginia Tech. Yeah, so he transferred as a grad transfer, and you, he took a noticeable leap forward from when from that. He, he had that, like, Joe Burrow-esque leap without, like, you know, obviously the accolades. His 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 leap, his leap as a, his leap as a passer is, like, night and day. Like, when we talk about Hendon Hooker at Virginia Tech, we talked about him being more of a runner than a passer. Bro, but when he when got, when he got to Tennessee, about, he became a legit pocket passer and one of the best deep ball throwers in the nation. When we talked about Hendon Hooker at Virginia Tech, we didn't talk about him. <laughs> hey, bro, that, that, that's true, too. That's true, too. That's true, too. Like, like think about it. Like, when he was at – when he was there, nobody talked about him, right? And don't get me wrong. Like, obviously – the talent around you, talent around you definitely plays a role in your development as well. Like I David brought up Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was a what? A day three guy? Yep. The year before. And then all of a sudden you like he gets surrounded by playmakers, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Thad Moss. Name them. Right. And and, and they, they allow him to take that take that leap. He goes from a day three guy, possibly a sixth or seventh round pick, to first overall. So grouping, let's just group the top four guys together before we move on over to the next position. Of those four guys, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, if you were a GM, which of those four guys would make you the most uncomfortable about drafting? Richardson, because it's too big. It's too much. It's too like the the big or like the boomer bust is just too is too big. Like obviously, it, like if you take him and he hits, it's a hey, you're a genius. You you found the diamond in the rough. Da, da 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 da. But if you take him and he never matures into what you think he could be, four years down the line or maybe a year down the line, who knows? You're back in the quarterback market, and now it's yeah, like yeah, a I lot. Think, has, I think it's actually Will Levis for me. Um, I think his. His ceiling is extremely high, but I think his floor is also like a Blaine Gabbert type, like these big arm quarterbacks who go in the, this early in the draft that don't necessarily pan out. Um, I just think he has the potential to be that type of guy. You know, the Blake I never Bullard. trusted a Missouri right. quarterback, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> on on the flip side of the other six guys that are on this list, who do you think has the highest potential to be a franchise quarterback and a diamond rock? Jake Hayden, uh, I already said it. Stetson Bennett's already twenty-five years old. He, we already he's know a little he smarter. 
I, you know, I, he's a little small. He's a little slight of size. If I'm going to say if there's anybody on here that can be a franchise guy, it's got to be, like, out of the top four, like, either Hendon Hooker, if, if, his, if his knee, you know, if he comes back in the form, which I think he can, or Tanner McKee from Stanford. ETR, he made strides as a passer, but I just didn't – I don't really see him translating well into, the pro, into like, the pro system. I think he'll be a, 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 a decent backup in the right system. Like, uh, let's say the Ravens. Right? <laughs> like, you know, they always draft these guys that are dual threat guys. They are thrive in that type of system. But if, if you rely on him to, like, throw the ball, you know, into these tight windows at the pro level, I don't think he could do that. Uh, the only thing about Jay Kaner is his size. That's it. That's it. But his heart is like, it just just takes over whatever size he has. He has all the intangibles, and he's, he's just he's, he's, he's got it as a quarterback. He's just size, light of brain. Moving over from the quarterbacks, let's talk about them pass catchers, wide receivers. Uh, there's the top 10 wide receivers on the screen. Um, who do you think on this list has represents the highest upside based on where they will be drafted? No, obviously, it, with like everything else, it depends on where you go. I, if you're a... If you're a route runner, if you're a pass catcher, if you're a JSN or a uh, a Zay Flowers or a Jalen Hyatt like that, you don't want to go to a team, and I mean this in the most respectful way possible, you don't want to go to a team like the Baltimore Ravens because of the offense. Their offense doesn't fit your play style. Quentin Johnson would be a perfect receiver for the Ravens because he's 6'5 and he can block. And we really only do really only need you to two run two, three, four routes at most and be a red zone target right that makes sense but i think to answer your question i think it would have to be jordan addison out of usc i think he has the most upside um i think i think josh downs has a immense upside playing there for north carolina i think he big body wide receiver can really go um shifty now I'm gonna I, I and I like Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers, he done added like 10, 12 pounds of muscle. Like he, he like he, he did the whole before. Are we and, so highest up, are we equating highest upside, safest pick, or highest potential? Because if I if I'm looking at all these guys, most potential to me is Jackson Smith and Juggler. I know he's at the top of the list. He'll probably be one of the one, probably be the first wide receiver taken. That's debatable, I guess, with Quinn Johnson. Um one thing I like about Jackson Smith and Jug, I mean, he's probably the best route, one of the best route runners, probably the best route runner next to Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers probably second. And he high points the ball. He's got great ball skills. And Quinn Johnson's got those T Rex arms. I don't like that. I don't like that he doesn't high point the ball. He's, he, wait, he, he, he like catches the ball. Wait, he catches the ball with his body. Who you talking Quinn about? Quinn Johnson. Quinn Johnson. <laughs> he, 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 high, he doesn't high point the ball. He doesn't catch the ball with his hands. He, if you look at a lot of his catches, he catches them with his body. I don't like that. Because, you know, guys at the next level, all they're going to do is just jack you up. Or they, they're going to yeah. stick that arm in there. He's going to have a lot of drop passes. So he's got he's to he's fix that. At the college level, you can get away with that. But one thing about Quinn Johnson, he's that guy you can catch. He's like Calvin Johnson, right? You can you catch that ball on the bubble screen, he can take an 80 yards for a tutty. We saw that against Michigan in the in the, uh, in the CRP, right? Um, Yeah, so, yeah, I got to go to Jackson Smith and Jugbo. But I, I do like I like that I like where David's going with Josh Downs. He's a big wide receiver, big body, play with a pro style quarterback. Uh, probably probably going to be the second over, the second best quarterback in the NFL draft. If, if those two guys, him and Caleb Williams, 
uh, came out, uh, North Carolina quarterback and Jake Edwards came out, they probably be one and two out of this draft probably. Like they, they, that, that's how good that kid was. But Josh Downs, I think, has a lot of potential too. Yeah, he's a big body. I mean, he's a prototypical wide receiver. What you want in the NFL? Of all the wide receivers on this list, who do you think has the highest bust potential? Glenn Johnson. Glenn Johnson. Yeah, Glenn Johnson. I'm going to go Jordan Addison. uh, Really lackluster combine, um, even though he did have immense numbers in college. But I'll go Jordan Addison. And he was a former Belichickoff winner at Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. under the radar, wide receiver, uh, any of these guys kind of flying under the radar you think could eventually be a steal where they're going to be taken? Uh, this is probably more about the guys that are on the bottom five. You know, the, Oh, it's definitely uh, Tank Dale. His name is Nathaniel Tank. Tank Dale out of Houston. Definitely <laughs> him. I like yeah. Tank Dale. I love Tank Dale. Him and Clay the Tool were, were electric. <laughs> they were electric at Houston. I love, I, love, I love the kid out of Washington, though. Roma Duze, I mean. Uh, you know, he 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 kind of he he's, he's a guy that can fly under the radar. He'll get picked in the second, third round. Yeah, I like that. I like that. But Jalen Hyatt, let's talk about Jalen Hyatt though, fellas. Jalen Hyatt led the NCAA in in catches over like like twenty something yards. He's like the best deep threat in the draft, in my opinion. So yeah, Jalen Hyatt, fifteen touchdowns this past season, sixty-seven catches for twelve hundred yards. Jalen Hyatt, I think, has to be unlike. Well, we already know. We already know the game that put him on the map. We already know the game that opened his eyes yeah. to everybody else. And that was like when he went off on uh, on Alabama. I went to. I was with Christian that day, and we watched that game. I'm like, hey, I want that dude in the Bears uniform by any means necessary. Yep. I mean, I mean, he's a he's a guy that can catch. He can he can stretch your defense out. I mean, stretch him out. Uh, when so, which of these wide receivers would you be willing to reach for? Hell, Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell. Uh, any, any final thoughts on the wide receiver class before we move on to uh, the offensive line? Actually? I, I, you know what, this wide receiver class. It's 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 not the strongest like it has been in years previous, but I mean I think you can get some solid guys out of this wide receiver class. I think you, yeah. I think you're gonna get a bunch of number twos out of this I wide think, receiver class. Man, I, think, last... I think Jackson is really like a legit number one. Huh? I, I think Jackson Smith and Jigba could be a legit number one. He, he's yeah, the I, only I, legit number one in my opinion. Quentin Johnson yeah. could turn into a legit number one. You know, he doesn't have T-Rex arms at the NFL, though. <laughs> uh, moving on from the wide receivers, let's talk about the offensive line. Uh, I kind of mixed all of them together, uh, but there's the list right there. We got five tackles in a row. Uh, then we got two guards two set, and a tackle. Um, how do you think these offensive linemen shake up to past offensive linemen classes? And which of these names are do you really jump out that will be under or overdrafted? Uh Wait, wait, wait. So, uh, repeat that. Repeat that question. Which, which, which of these guys really like? How does this offensive lineman draft class stack up to past offensive lineman draft classes? Um, like, like I don't, I don't think there's a Penny Sewell in this draft class. Yes or no? No, no. There's not a Penny Sewell. There's not a generational guy here. At the, there's a bunch of solid guys. There might be one All Pro, Peter Skowanski, 
might be off of this this lineman this lineman class is 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 very versatile you got some tackles there that could play guard you got some guards that probably could play tackle um and yes you got some bill belichick type of guys on in in the offensive line you know uh in this in this group right so 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 but do i see i to answer your question no they don't have a penne sewer there's no generational tackle there's no you know orlando brown type of guy you know there's no there's none of that there's you know no or, or pace no um you know, pace from the Rams. There's no, there's no guy like that in here. You know, uh, but there's a bunch of guys that that, that could possibly. There, there's a couple few. There's a few guys that can make a pro ball, and there's some guys I think, like Peter Skaronski, I think could be an all pro guy. You know, Peter hmm. um, Johnson, I could think could be an all pro guy too. I think Broderick Jones also has potential to be an All Pro guy. Um, yeah, he, he's. I think he's one of those guys that's going to be underdrafted and have production higher than some of these other guys on the list. Um, his, he, I like his skill set a lot. This is a this is a class. They're they're really good at pass blocking, but I don't see the nastiness in the run scheme. Is what I'm well, like, like in my opinion. That's that's the nature of the game. Now, I think to. I think to look for the guy that you're talking about, is he that that nasty, that that grindy, that hey, you gonna know you played me, offensive lineman. You gotta look at the run heavy teams. You gotta go to a, you gotta go to a Wisconsin. I see the center Michigan. there. From, you gotta go to a Michigan. You gotta go to a Illinois. You gotta go to a Bama. Like you got that's where these guys, the guys that run through the trenches, those are the guys that those are the programs you gonna have to go to, right? Like we saw two years in a row why Ohio State lost to Michigan because Michigan's O-line just straight up bullied them. And those Michigan running backs were able to have – they were able to run through alleys. There's a guy I don't see on this list, David, and speaking of Michigan, uh, the, he won – he swept the, the O-line awards last year, uh, Oluwala Watumi. I don't see him on this list, in the top ten list. I think that's a sleeper pick later on in the draft. Well, we're going to get we're going to get to players that are not on my list uh, where you could go ahead and put some guys talk about some guys that are not on this list. Um, for now, let's just kind of stick to the guys on the list. I also think that Joel Tipman, uh, that kid from Wisconsin that we just talked about, is a guy that's going to be super undervalued in this draft because he plays at the center position. Somebody's going to get him and he's going to be a 10-year starter. Yeah, that's the Bears. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> and Osiris Torrance uh, is big enough to play tackle. Uh, if you saw Christian Simpson's uh, latest mock draft at Daily Blitz blog, um, he actually had him drafted as a tackle. I don't remember where he went in that draft, in that mock draft, uh, but Osiris Thomas is the best guard in this oh. draft, uh, but he could play tackle. Oh, plug. oh never plug mind. Never mind. Let's, let's stay focused. Let me stay focused on the draft. Stay focused. Let me stay, stay focused. focused on the show. Oh, let me stay focused on the show because I'm getting a little giddy right now. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah I'm getting yeah, a little giddy yeah. watching this yeah. game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, but real, real talk, uh, <laughs> um, until like uh, um, until that until that Aaron Rodgers trade goes down, if I'm and everything stands back, if I'm Green Bay, I seriously consider getting one of these guys. At was it 15? They're 15, yeah, right? 15, yep. Because David Bakhtiari is starting to be on the sideline more than he is on the field. And David Bakhtiari, he's been nothing but spectacular 
for yeah, the Green Bay probably, Packers. Though, he's probably a borderline Hall of Famer. He's a and he's definitely there. He's definitely going into there. What you call it? Um, Ring of uh, Honor. Ring, Ring of Honor. Yeah, he's he's definitely going into that. He's been the glue to that offensive line for so many years, but now his body's starting to betray him. And now it's time. Hey, you, you got to consider looking at getting that replacement. You probably should have done it a few years back so you can start preparing for it. But now, yeah, yeah, I, I think now more than ever, if you uh, – I'm not talking about any draft trades, but I'm just saying, like, currently as compacted, you got to stay – yeah, get one of these guys if it's possible. I'm looking at this list. Who do you think has the potential to be – Maybe overdrafted, or is a guy who maybe not may not pan out. I, I you know I hate to say the word use where's the word bust on guys that haven't been drafted yet. But who yeah. who has the biggest red flags on guys that in this list here? Anton Harrison from Oklahoma. Yes, I think he could be a bust in this draft. He's going to get picked pretty fairly yeah, high, it. probably in the top fifteen, it. top twenty. Just on need. He said he don't want to say it, but Izzy Izzy ain't sugarcoating nothing. Izzy gonna say it. He only allowed nine pressures and 447 snaps but, uh, as a pass blocker since starting as a true freshman. But look at the style they play, though, bro. Like, it's, I, yeah, true. Like, man, like, there's a reason why we see very few Oklahoma quarterbacks, very few Oklahoma, like, Big 12 defenders, period, be good at the next level because it's such a – their games are track meets. Bro, they don't. They don't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They don't have the, the the pass rushers like you think they do, like they have in the SEC or the Big Ten. They they they're kind of they. You know, the Big Twelve is real lukewarm when it comes to defense. They don't play much defense in the Big Twelve. No. Uh, before, <laughs> before before we move on to the running backs, who do you think will be the best player on this list? It's gotta be. It's gotta be between Skronsky, Skronsky Johnson, and uh, Broderick Jones. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be respectful to Osiris. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be respectful to Osiris Torrance. I'm, I'm gonna go Osiris Torrance. I think when it's all said and done, he will be the best offensive lineman in this draft. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, man, something about those Northwestern linemen. I'm going Peter Skaronski. Yeah, this day, this yeah. I'm. I think because he has the versatility. Like so, he's different than Rayshon Slater. Rayshon Slater is a left tackle and a left tackle only. That is it. That is all he gonna be. Rayshon, yeah. He go, that's all he is. Peter Skronsky, he can be your right tackle, and he can play either guard spot. I think he can play any spot on the offensive line that's not a center. As long as he, as long as he stay healthy. Moving on to the running back position, I uh, just put the top five running backs. That's disrespectful. Uh, that is so disrespectful. I only, I only did five tight ends too. Why? Is that disrespectful as well? Yes. Well, maybe so. not, but this is disrespectful. <laughs> I, 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 I can cook up. Some Damn, top five. five what, what the hell, David? What is this I, list? Uh, I will. Uh, these are the top five. Wait, wait, wait. Bro- Where's my guy Chase Brown at? Wait, where's Chase Brown? He he. According to Pro Football Focus, is where I got this list. Uh, Chase Brown is not even in the top ten from Pro Football Focus. Yeah, that's stupid. Chase Brown. That's because that's because his speed. That's he's gonna be a second day guy, but he's gonna shock somebody. He's gonna shock you guys. When we get to when we get, when we get to the very next slide, you can talk speed. about. Uh, but, yeah, I, I obviously I left off Tank Bigsby, the kid from Auburn, who I think is probably going to be a day two guy. Probably, His speed. Um, but, looking at, but looking at the guys on the list. Izzy, um, what did you tell me? He ran 4-4-3. Four, four, no, no, no. That's a, 
Go ahead. I'm a, uh, overvalued? I will, I will go ahead and throw five more guys on the list right quick. So just continue talking. I will add them. All right. So. No, you don't, you don't have to, David. It's okay. It's okay. You ain't got to. You ain't got to. You ain't already stepped in it. You ain't already stepped in it. Okay. I am dealing with the cold, all right? I had to build these graphics. Okay. No, 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 no. It's okay. Overvalued. Okay. I know I'm going to sound crazy when I say this, and I love this kid. I love his game. I love his game, but I'm still waiting on this Heisman moment. I didn't get it yet. I don't think I'm gonna get it yet. I don't never. I'm never gonna get it. But John Robinson, you're not getting the Heisman moment. So just. But John Robinson. But John Robinson. I mean, I'm still. I'm still waiting for the Heisman moment last year. I didn't get it. Um, he's a guy. He's got all the talent, all the will, all the. But he might be. I mean, I could see a team reaching for that guy, and I and I hate that that team would reach for him. Um, I would like I, I, I honestly I like Bajon Robinson because he's got that top end speed. Once he gets an open field, it's it's good luck trying to catch him. It's like Reggie Bush esque. But a guy like Devin Achaney, who can kill you on the punt returns and the kick he's returns. So, he's so little. He is so I know he's little, but he's so fast. He's like he's, your he's he's fast and he runs with low center he, gravity, he, he, so he, he can he, bounce he off broke, tackles. He broke fifty three tackles last season. Yeah, he's so yeah, he's he's so like low center gravity, and he could play, he could kill you in the kick or something. Can you imagine if the Dallas Cowboys drafted him over Bajan, which, which they wouldn't? But but I'm saying if they, they did, would. they'd have. You think they would? That'd be a Jerry pick. They'd yeah, have they they'd have him and they'd have uh, uh, Turpin in the kick return. Good luck trying to guard, trying to cover both of them fast speed demons. Okay, on the kick return. Okay, um, Zach Charbonnet. I can honestly, man, I think Chase Brown is better than Zach Charbonnet. I, but that's just I me. wholeheartedly believe Chase Brown is better, <laughs> better than Zach Charbonnet. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Anyways. I yeah, I believe the running back from Minnesota better than, uh, than Zach Charbonnet. Um, um, I think his name escaping me right now, but yeah, I think he better than, than Zach Charbonnet. But I think what one, one more time, one more time, Dave. What, what was the question? Uh, just over undervalued uh, guy based on the five guys that are I on think, the list. All right, and, so and, I and think if, and if you want to talk about a guy who's not on the list, is somebody who's. I, yeah, say, I go undervalued Devin Achaney. I say overvalued. I'm not gonna put Rajon Rock because he, he he's the he's the he's he won the dog walker for a reason. I'm gonna go yeah. overvalued. Overvalued is Zach Charbonnet. Why the hell is he top three on this list? And then uh, I'm gonna say <laughs> I, I, I I'm gonna say. I think it's because he has every down. He has three down potential. As he does, a, he's a big every, back. He's a big running back who has you know a very high FBS grade. Jameer uh, Gibbs though. Jameer Gibbs is a safe think, ass pick. I'm I sorry. Oh, no, I think he's overvalued because you think he's overvalued because of the line, yeah. offensive line. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, I, and I, I, I don't understand how they fall. They they fall into this trap every year. With the Bamas, the Georgias, and the, the 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 superpowers of college football, I'm like, yo, Let's do y'all y'all understand that the player that you draft, the skill position player that you draft from a Bama, a Georgia, or whatever, they're not bringing their offensive line with them. Jameer Jameer Gibbs is not going to be running behind all American, all American, all American, all American, all American. 
I mean, but he is going to be running. He is going to be running behind NFL player, NFL player, NFL player. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's true. But how, like those holes that he run through, them, yeah, they ain't going to be as they, open, they, 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 and they, they going to feel, and they close real fast. Like that's um, he kind of slider frame too. When it's all said and done, who will be the best running back in this class? Uh, Chase Brown. No, I'm being biased. Um. It, it it depends on where they go. <laughs> he said Chase Brown be about Bro, no, Chase Brown is gonna end up like an Arian Foster. Mark my words right now. He's gonna end up like Arian Foster. You know Arian Foster was like a what? A six round pick? Something yeah, like that? What was Arian yep. Foster? What was Arian Foster picked out of Tennessee? Late round? Undrafted? I think he was uh, undrafted. Yeah, it, I think he was undrafted. It depends on where they go. Bro, Seriously. that's what Chase Brown's gonna be. That's what Chase Brown's gonna be. He ain't gonna be undrafted. Let's talk about the top five tight ends. A really deep tight end class, actually. Uh, there's the Hell list yeah. on there. Really Bro, good pass catchers. I, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. No one cares. I'm, I, I might be borderline disrespectful. No one is as in on this tight end class this year because they all weigh no rock bowers. They're yeah. all waiting on Don't disrespect my guy. Don't disrespect my guy from Notre Dame. Don't disrespect my guy from Notre Dame. Three guys in this draft class could go in the first round. Okay. Don't disrespect my guy, Michael Meyer, because I'm, he didn't. The only now. reason Brock Byers, the only reason Brock Byers won the Mackey Award over Michael Meyer is because his team went undefeated and they is won a national championship. Is it? Uh, yes. I, in my yes, in my opinion, because if you look at the numbers. Michael Meyer had better numbers last year than Brock Barnes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, better stats. Mm-hmm, 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 they were close, mm-hmm. but they were better. They were close. They were better. You said they were close. They were close, but they were better. <laughs> but they no, they were close. They were close, but they were better. They were close, but they were better. I agree. No, I think Brock Barnes is going to be a hell of a freaking talent. But I'm, I'm telling you right now, dude would be tight end one right now if he was eligible. 100. percent it's no disrespect to Michael Meyer. It's no disrespect to his teammate, Darnell Washington or Dalton Kincaid, who I think is the sneaky guy in this tight end class. It's definitely Dalton Kincaid because he falls into he falls into that mountain time, that West Coast bias. Not a lot of people stand up to watch Utah football for whatever reason, but they I mean, watched he had, him. He had 70 catches last season for 890 yards at a tight end. And they, and they straight up dismantled. USC, it yep. wasn't even close. And Darnell Washington, 6'7", 270 pound tight end, and these hell of a block, you know, a, a big bro, good blocker. Bro, do you did being. you see that video of all like so like it's I think it's the combine right? All the tight ends are hitting the sled, and like they doing like they hitting the sled, they doing the little choppy foot thing, and they hitting the sled, showing they blocking. He is pushing that sled. He is lifting that sled up, and he is literally walking down the field. With that, like those, Dave. I don't know if you know this. Those sleds are heavy. I'm aware. Those sleds yes. are very heavy. That's like, like those are not those are not just easy things to just move the way that he moves them. So yeah, Darnell Washington is a that that dude is a freak. I think Michael Meyer Mayer is a, and he's he's the new he's the new model of tight end. Like he's like the George Kit, like the George Kittle, the um. The Travis Kelsey, like the receiver that got turned into a tight end, like that's that's Michael Mayer, like that's what he is. He, Michael Myers, 
Is it, is it Meyer and, or uh, Mayer? He's going to be on that trajectory like Mark Andrews, in my opinion. Yeah. Is it Meyer? I don't know, but when I, if I go to a Green Bay game, I'm about to buy. I'm about to. I'm about to. I'm about to get a Michael Meyer or Michael Mayer, a Michael Meyer mask, a Halloween mask. <laughs> I'm gonna buy his jersey. I'm gonna wear it to the game. I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna hold a plastic knife up. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I don't think that's allowed in the stadium. <laughs> no, 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 no. Really on Halloween? No, the knife. No, the knife. No, the plastic knife. The plastic knife. Plastic no, you can't bring something like that. No, you can't. Uh, who will be the best tight end in this draft class when it's all said and done? It's probably Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer. Let's go. Hey, don't sleep on Luke Musgrave, though. Luke Musgrave, he comes – Oregon State is a run-heavy style offense, and they went through, like, three quarterbacks last year, and he still put up okay numbers at the tight end position. I could see a guy like him with a good quarterback next year you know, with a good, with an adequate quarterback next year, and he'll be in the late round, so he'll get a good quarterback next year. I can see him having some solid numbers at the pro level. He's, he's got all, he's got all the intangibles too. He's cur- is currently the 49th rated prospect. Luke Wasgrave. Mm. That's yeah. what's that second? That's second round, right? It's the third. It's round like pick. second round. Is that third round? Oh well, no, it's second second. Round. my math is way off. Um, well, to the final side, let's talk about the rest. Uh, under the radar, sleeper picks, uh, players that I did not mention when we talk about offensive players in this draft, offensive draft preview. Um, just some names that you guys, people should be aware of on the opposite side of the football. Um, go ahead. Uh, well, I think we kind of talked about it a little bit. Yeah, we, Chase we, Brown should Chase you know, Brown. Should, should have been mentioned. I think Oluwala Watumi. Should have been mentioned from Michigan. Yeah, I mean, back, he, he like is. I, said, I mean, the running back from uh, the running back from Minnesota. He definitely keep an eye out on him. I am really upset. I'm forgetting that kid's name. I am mad at myself for that. <laughs> he, he's not. He's not in the top ten right now either. But he's dope. He is dope. Like he is. He's actually really. He's actually really damn good. And I can't think of his name right now, and I'm upset. I'll, I'll pull it up right now. I'll pull it up. For uh, I, I'm, I'm working on. It. I'm working on it. It's Mo. Yeah. Um, um, um. Okay, so you did. I saw on on the on 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 the list too. You didn't have a guy like Kendra Miller from TCU. I think he could be a sleeper. A guy like Tajay Spears from Tulane could be a sleeper. Um, Sean Tucker definitely could be a sleeper from Syracuse. I love his game. I mean, he had back-to-back, what, twelve over 1,200, 1,300-yard seasons for Syracuse. Um, so he's a guy – I mean, he's a guy that can, he can catch the ball out the backfield too. Um, a guy like Deuce Vaughn. Mohamed Ibrahim. Just looking at yeah, running backs. Yeah. Mohamed Ibrahim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ibrahim. Yeah, he's nice. He's nice too. He's nice too. I like him. Man, I love Deuce Vaughn. That little sucker. That little sucker reminds oh, from, me of Darren uh, Sproles. From, uh, from, uh, Kansas from, uh, State. Kansas State. Yeah, he yeah, from Kansas State. That little sucker. That little sucker. He's got some. He's got some wheels on him. Um, other than that, I mean, out of the running back class, I mean, it, I mean, yeah, everybody else is just undrafted, <laughs> or they're or they're just you know, they they you know they two guys or whatever the case is. Um, uh, Ibrahim is projected to be a seventh round pick yeah, or sixth round pick. That's false. That's gotta be false. Uh, that, the best, pro, the oh, best, oh, the best, the best guy player. has a seventy-two, uh, the highest rating for him. Oh, uh, I was gonna say just—I forgot. This is literally just um, 
offensive guys. So I was going to say some defensive guys. I'm like, yeah, we're going to do the defensive guys next week. Uh, but yeah, that's been our kind of our under the radar sleeper guys. Uh, but yeah, that's been our NFL draft off top offensive prospects. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And hopefully the Bulls can pull this off. Uh, they are. Up oh by my three. God, I'm going by crazy three. right now. 30s, 30s, I'm trying to hold my composer. Uh, I'm holding my composer. Guys. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> jump back into a crossover episode tomorrow. Uh, where we preview the seven the, the seven eight game or the whatever the matter is eight nine game. Uh, who's gonna be making the playoffs? And then we're gonna be doing our full playoff preview on Sat or first round preview on Saturday. You want to miss that content, gentlemen? Uh, I'm joined here. I'm David Huffman, Israel Rivera, TJ Hopkins, and gentlemen. What do we do here at the Prime, my friends? We bring, bring the heat, the ladies and gentlemen. Yes, bring the heat. 24 7, baby. Yeah, Let's go. Let's go, Bulls. The questions over there. We will be back here tomorrow. Y'all have a good night and stay safe.